0: Hello, and welcome to the Nikon Report, your latest roundup of the Nikon news and other photographic announcements that we found interesting. This is Becky.
1: And this is Constantine.
0: And the main news of the day is...
1: Uh, That our YouTube channel just hit 1 million views. Woo! (laughs) Um, That is quite an achievement, I think. 1 million views on all our videos. We've uh, really been working on it, particularly over the last year and a half. We started out with a handful of subscribers And we built it up nicely. So thank you to everyone for your support. Uh, It's very much appreciated. And we intend to bring you even more content next year and beyond.
0: Thank you so much. But it's not all about us. No. The main story of today, Nikon has announced firmware updates for uh, Nikon D5, D850 and D500, which adds support of CF Express Type B memory cards and also other range of bug fixes uh, for these cameras. So the original CF Express support, the development of that support, has been announced in February 2019 when they announced the firmware releases for Z6 and Z7 cameras.
1: That's right.
0: And just to quote them from that report, they said, in addition to Z7 and Z6, in the future, Express memory card support will be added to the Nikon D5, D850, and D500 digital SLR cameras as well. So we waited.
1: And waited.
0: And waited. And waited a little longer.
1: So a year, almost two years later. We That's got
0: right. It. So what happened was last week, yeah. we said that Nikon has to release this film where ASAP. We
1: said it's about time, Nikon, come on now. And then uh, magically and mysteriously. It (laughs) happened. We move in mysterious ways, but uh, we're very glad that it has arrived.
0: Absolutely. It's always good to have uncle who works at Nikon, isn't it? (laughs) That's
1: right. Now, (laughs) we don't have any relatives who work at Nikon, just full disclaimer there. Um, There are a few additional bug fixes, but the main thing that we have to point out is that Having CFexpress compatibility doesn't necessarily mean that your camera is going to be faster. That is very much down to the the hardware of the camera. So for example, putting someone asked us during our live stream last week, I think it was on Friday, mm-hmm. if the buffer size would increase or the speed of the D850 would increase with the CFexpress cards. Um, and we tested it and the answer is no, not really. Not really. The camera is still as fast as the camera is going to be. But it's more, I would say, a convenience point. So if you do have CF Express cards and you don't want to juggle between CFE and uh, XQD, then you've got uh, the ability to use CFE in your cameras now.
0: Absolutely. So don't expect any speed increases. It's all about compatibility. Yeah. Um, Nikon also published the list of compatible CF Express memory cards. Uh, that's available on the USA and Nikon website, and we also put the links um, in the description below under the video. In terms of CF Express cards, mm-hmm. why do you think they're important?
1: I think that at the moment, with the XQD cards, we're a little bit limited to um, the speeds mm-hmm. because the fastest XQD cards, certainly that I've seen that Sony produce, are 440 second. That's true. Whereas uh, SanDisk are now producing CF Express cards, which are.
0: I think up to 1500 megabytes. Yeah. And uh, I reading think it's, speed about 1000, uh, writing yeah, speed about 1000 yeah. or 1200,
1: uh, write speed. So, Having those right speed possibilities or potential means that future cameras will mm-hmm. then be able to take advantage of it. Obviously, the existing cameras are what they are,
0: absolutely. And another thing is, obviously, CF Express cards are supported by more manufacturers, yeah. So, availability of them is definitely better compared to XPG cards, exactly. And also, I forgot what I wanted to say.
1: Well, one of the um. That's fine, I'll just fill in. Uh, One of the issues that we had originally with XQD cards was that there were only two manufacturers. There were Sony and Lexar, and then of course uh, Micron, the Lexar Mm -hmm. owner company, Mm -hmm. um, or mother company, actually closed down their memory section. Mm -hmm. So we didn't have XQD cards made by Lexar, and therefore Sony had a bit of a monopoly, and they could pretty much charge what they wanted for those cards, which meant that they became eye-wateringly expensive.
0: Uh, And while you were doing this, it came back to me. So (laughs) basically what I said, it's supported by more manufacturers. But eventually, while the price is about the same at this moment, by having more manufacturers manufacturing the things, uh, we definitely will see a price adjustment. So they will become cheaper with the time. This is something that we don't really see with XQD cards.
1: Not at the moment. Just as a point of interest. It's it's not there, but that's fine. I'm going to say it anyway. Ooh, if you we went you're, the scripts. I know, we went off script, sorry. If you're comparing SD cards that are a similar speed to the XQD cards. Okay. In terms of price, they're almost the same. That's true. So there isn't any saving for having SD cards over XQD at this point. You're still better to better off buying XQD or CF Express yeah. because of the speeds available.
0: Absolutely. And in terms of reliability, yeah. um XQD cards are definitely yeah. a lot more reliable. More I haven't yeah I haven't seen any XQD card failing, but I'm sure our viewers will uh, point be us someone yeah.
1: <laughs> that has had a problem with them.
0: Absolutely. Um anyway there we go. Yeah so, I think it's amazing um it's happening it's good to have a compatibility update for the camera that's been released about 3 years ago <laughs> yes and,
1: and particularly considering they promised it so
0: long ago absolutely though. absolutely but keep in mind it's not a, it's not going to give you extra speed again so it's limited by the hardware itself mm. so the speeds will be roughly about the same as XQD cards
1: exactly now in terms of other changes to the firmware because the D5 the D850 and the D500 also had other elements bug fixes, mm-hmm. additional features added with this firmware. So let's do a quick little rundown. The D5 uh, firmware version 1.40.
0: 1.40.
1: What does that give us?
0: All right, you can now choose the band, 2.4 or 5 gigahertz, for the host SSID when connecting to wireless networks where WT6 or WT5. Uh, rules of the ton WT5 and six are wireless transmitters. So if you have those, you will definitely um, see a better compatibility with them. Uh, They also released some other things, um, well, which basically an issue which prevented normal shutter release and caused an error to be displayed during a very specific set of circumstances. Um, More details on the Nikon website, but it's literally one of the things in a million that can happen to you and you would get an error message, so they fix that.
1: Quite often, um, these errors that don't come up in normal testing when you're testing a camera of pre-production are under a very excruciating this this setting, this setting, yeah. when you've got D1 set to on and you've you're in manual mode with a shutter speed of 250th of a second, and then something will happen. So it's a it's a fix for for whatever that was.
0: So obviously the most wished fix <laughs> um on Nikon Leafs. It's
1: definitely in demand. Um now. The D850 firmware update was version 1.20. What can we expect from that one?
0: Well, change the default uh, for custom settings B6 center-weighted area from 8 millimeter to 12 millimeter. We've
1: got a whole extra four millimeters of centimated area. It's very exciting, isn't it? <laughs> wow.
0: And the four uh, fix the following issues. Okay. Okay, that's a long one, so we'll just skip that.
1: <laughs> we're not gonna bother. No. Well, I think a brief rundown would be there were some bug fixes. Um, yes. there was an issue with the non-CPU lens data.
0: That's right. There was
1: an issue with the movie output when connected to an external recorder.
0: Yep, the via HDMI cable. Yep,
1: yeah, there was also an issue when you were in a specific situation using silent photography during live view. A portion of the display would dim, so that's been fixed. And lastly, there is an issue or was an issue with VR lenses, again, under very specific circumstances where the lens would stop responding. So all of those have been fixed. The last one is the D500 firmware update version 1.30, so what they do with that one?
0: Okay, they fixed an issue that caused both the entire frame and background only options for custom settings E3 exposure compensation setting for flash in the custom setting menu to produce the same results as entire frame during flash photography.
1: I didn't get a word of that.
0: Alright, so if you slow that down by half of the speed, you may understand what I'm saying, because (laughs) I can't.
1: (laughs) So, there was an issue with exposure compensation for flash. Correct. And the, it was a bug.
0: Exactly. And they fixed it. Exactly. Thank you, Nikon.
1: Thank you. Thank you. you. Appreciate um, it.
0: Good stuff. What
1: would we like to see? As, as this has been the, the magic formula, if we yes. say what we would like, maybe it will happen next week. Tomorrow, so <laughs>
0: effectively. It's um, going to happen tomorrow.
1: What do we want in future updates, Con?
0: I want to see a focus stacking on cameras like D5 and D500. Yes. And the question is well, we have it on D850, so why not to have it on D5 yeah, and d and Z6 and Z7
1: as well. Here we go. There's no reason why not. And, yet, and also, it would be quite useful to have the negative digitizer because that's also in the D850 and the D780. So, why not make it backwards compatible for. It's just software.
0: That's the thing. I think it's nothing uh, hardware based, so I mm-hmm. think it's entirely possible. Exactly. So, Nikon?
1: That's our wish list. Make it happen.
0: The second story of uh, today, it's been developing for the last three weeks mm. or so. We've heard rumours about those, but finally we had a confirmation. It's titled Potential Component Shortage for Nikon and other camera manufacturers after a devastating three-day fire at Japanese high-end companies Factory."
1: That's right. So originally we'd heard some slightly off-the-record uh, rumours that there had been a fire fact- a factory fire that had lasted for three full days, and we didn't know what sort of impact that was going to have. It's not a Nikon factory, as I say, it's a component factory um, and they supply parts for Canon, Nikon and Sony cameras.
0: Yes, absolutely. So it's uh, the, the factory name is AKM Semiconductor. Uh, it's uh, based in uh, Nobioka and uh, it supplies most of Japanese camera makers as well as hi-fi uh, manufacturers as right. well. So uh, they uh, manufacture large scale integrated circuits, including digital to unlock converters. So it's, it's called DAX. Right. So those things you have in your cameras, in your phones, they sort separately and effectively converts your digital input let's say digital sound um, and make it sound like analog sound right so they also do analog to digital converters as well as other companies used in manufacture of consumer professional products in the audio and photography industries
1: right so in terms of impact
0: yes we've
1: now had that officially from there have been reports it's it's out there in the world so we can talk about it now yes um rather than it just being a, a supposed rumor it does seem that um According to Inside Imaging, which is a magazine? Or is it a yes. blog?
0: Sorry?
1: Is it a blog or a magazine? No, it's
0: a newspaper. A, a digital newspaper. newspaper, yeah.
1: Okay, so um, according to Inside Imaging, which is a digital newspaper, um, companies, including Nikon, Canon, and Sony, had at the time already pulled back their Black Friday promotions. Uh, we can say that because there is a potential shortage of stock, Nikon have also extended that to their winter promotion items. That's true. What that essentially means is that if you are planning to take advantage of the Nikon winter savings promotions, and there are items that we don't currently have in stock, but more importantly, that Nikon don't have in stock, and they are certain they won't be able to supply before the end of the promotion, you will not be able to order them or take advantage of the promotional price. It does mean that anything that we have in stock or Nikon are able to supply us before the 10th of January, we can, of course offer the discounted price. But for those items we don't have in stock and Nikon can't supply, they won't be able to offer the promo price.
0: So it's all doom and gloom then?
1: Not really, because there's plenty of items that are in stock, but there are a few, I mean, not to, on the record, off the record, one of the biggest uh, items, or one of our biggest sellers, I would say, that's been affected is the D850. D850. So if you were planning to buy a D850 before the end of the year, um, then, I would do so now or be willing to wait a little bit. How's that?
0: And to wrap salt in the wound, there's a little thing in England or United Kingdom that we call Brexit, uh, which is going to happen on the 1st of January 2021. Or will it? Or will it? We don't know. (laughs) But if that happens, unfortunately, no one knows what's going to happen. But because most of UK shipments are coming from uh, Europe or Netherlands to be specific, uh, Nikon says that stay with us and we will figure it out together.
1: Yeah, that's that's the news we have so far is we don't know what's going to happen. But either way, we will power through. We'll keep calm and carry on. Absolutely.
0: I'm going to pack my luggage and go back to Russia.
1: (laughs) Uh, as long as you can stream from russia be fine
0: definitely my z6 will stay with me That's okay okay well on another positive news, uh, Nikon <laughs> rumors published an article that Nikon F6 has been officially discontinued in Japan and United States.
1: Now we actually knew this from back in October because it was officially discontinued in Europe yeah. in October. You
0: heard here, you heard it here first.
1: Absolutely. In fact, we did a live stream to honor the wonderful F6. Uh, which you can find on our YouTube channel, and it is also linked below.
0: Absolutely. It's a Halloween stream as well. It was
1: a special. I was dressed up for that one. That's a treat for you. Me too. <laughs> you were dressed up as yourself. Yes. Um, the F6, I have to say, is a little bit of an end of an era. Yes. I love that camera.
0: Film cameras are dead.
1: No, that's not true. Well, yes, it is pretty true, but it's not true. That's it lie. is, but it's not. It is, but it's not the
0: same. A different vicious
1: rumor. No, so this is the end of an era as far as Nikon are concerned. Just because that was the last film camera. God bless. That they ever <laughs> made. It was the last film camera that they have made. That is that is sad. The rest a Sad peace. sad day. R.I.P. <laughs> Six. Right, uh, following on from the theme of discontinuation, we have found out today that the DK17M has been discontinued. As of today. As of today. Right now, hot off the press.
0: What is DK17M?
1: DK17M is a magnifying eyepiece circular for the professional Nikon bodies um, that provides a one2 times magnification.
0: Mm. So basically it makes everything look big in the viewfinder.
1: Exactly. It was ideal if you were using manual focus lenses or if you tended to just exclusively use manual focus on your autofocus lenses. It's a little bit of a shame that they've discontinued it, Mm -hmm. and I don't entirely understand why they've discontinued Mm -hmm. it. I agree. But um, unfortunately, we can't get them anymore.
0: There's some strange workarounds that you can do, isn't it?
1: Yeah, you can buy a large to small adapter and use the DG2, which Mm -hmm. is an old-school magnifier, but they still make that. So
0: large to small adapter is DK18, isn't it?
1: As far as I know, yes, that is the the part name. So you could work around it if you really need to. I have a feeling that because the, the displays on of Live View are so mm. good now and so high mm-hmm. resolution that you can actually just use that in place of magnifying the IPS. And you've I, also got focus peaking I agree. and all these tools. So they probably thought it was just a part that they no longer needed to That's produce.
0: the thing. Uh, for me personally, the K17M, it, it, it would give you a magnification, but you wouldn't be able to see the edges of the frame.
1: Yeah, cut down about 5% of the viewfinder. Yeah, it?
0: absolutely. So it, it could kind of mess up with your um, framing. Mm-hmm. In other news, mm. Nikon Rumors have published an update for the shipping dates for Nikon Z7 Mark II cameras worldwide. We can't really share more information on that, I'm afraid. Because we-, we
1: haven't received our delivery notification yet. So <laughs> hopefully we will see some uh, by the end of the week. As soon as we know, if you're on the waiting list or you're on the pre-order list, and we have stock coming in, we will absolutely get in touch with you.
0: Absolutely. And another news, SIPA's October report shows camera market has mostly recovered from its COVID-19 downturn.
1: Good, what is SIPA?
0: SIPA stands for Camera and Imaging Products Association. Okay. So what they do, it's an industry association that aggregates shipments and sales figures from the leading camera manufacturers. So how many cameras have been shipped? Right. So what they publish is, first of all, that the sales have increased since March, quite a bit. They also published that DSLR market is shrinking, so by about 22% in October. Mm -hmm. At the same time, the mirrorless market has increased by 12%. So we kind of see one market shrinking, another one is expanding. And overall volume is increasing since COVID. So that's an interesting read. So go to DP Review website and you can find the links in the description description below. From our point of view, we can say that obviously we, in our first lockdown, we had to close the door and we started to work remotely Mm -hmm. and we could see see steadily, well, steady improvements of sales from March. Yeah. So from our retail point of view, we definitely saw an increase from March lockdown onwards. Uh, The sales were climbing up steadily. Mm -hmm. And I think we are now on the levels we were above last year.
1: Yes, I would say so. Uh, It's also been particularly busy thanks to the the boost of Black Friday and the fact that lockdown 2.0 in the UK at least ended, which meant that we could open our doors again uh, which definitely helped. Just interestingly, yes. piggybacking on this news,
0: yes, there
1: are some sellers which I thought our viewers, listeners might find interesting. Yes,
0: yeah, someone asked this um, in our previous videos, and they said, can you share what are the best-selling cameras yeah. in your shop? We can't share figures or percentages. No.
1: But we can do a kind of rank of one to five. So the top seller for us in the month of November was the Z6 II. Which does make sense, really. Yeah,
0: release month, isn't it? That's
1: right. The second was the D850, which, despite what many people say and asking for a replacement, continues to be one of the strongest cameras, I think, absolutely in the Nikon range. Camera number three was the Z50, one of my little favorites. It's
0: interesting, isn't it? I'm quite surprised by this one, specifically. But I guess <laughs> the price is yeah, just little... right, isn't it?
1: It is, and also the fact that it's on offer, and it's, I think, an ideal camera for a number of different photographers, which is possibly why it's proven so popular.
0: Nifty Fifty. Mm-hmm.
1: The number four was the D3500, which is an entry-level camera. We would expect that to be up there in the bestsellers. Absolutely. And the last one's a little bit surprising, I think, which is the D780. D780. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> So those are the top five bestsellers for us, just for the month of November. Um, we may do a little year in review for you next week on our yeah. live stream. So so um, if you would
0: like us to do this, definitely put your comment below.
1: Absolutely. Uh, and if you don't want us, we'll probably do it anyway, because we've decided that's what we're going to do. So,
0: <laughs> All right. What's next? Nikon UK and Grace over Westminster will be closed from Thursday, 24th of December until Monday, 4th of January.
1: Now, but that, that, that's complete coincidence that we are also closed at the same time as Nikon. Um, but it, I don't think it is. It does, <laughs> but it does make the most sense. We will, of course, have the online shop open. We will be able to answer emails and our Facebook messages. We just won't physically be in the shop um, or answering the telephones for that time period.
0: Or emails or text messages or WhatsApps. <laughs> Instagram's comments below.
1: All of those are actually gonna still be answered over Christmas. So not by me. Fake news.
0: I'm gone. (laughs) I've gone fishing (laughs) for ten days. This is
1: gonna be me and Sam
0: answering emails and Facebook messages and
1: Instagram. Great
0: let's talk about culture so
1: let's do uh, our cultural segment uh, nikon film festival the 11th edition now last week we announced that nikon were Photo opening contest. up their, their photographic competition exactly but part of that was an uh, sort of audiovisual movie section, so they are now hosting their film festival. The um, submissions need to be in by the 17th of February, and then the voting opens on the 24th of February. So if you're interested in participating, please do click the link in the description below.
0: Yeah, the theme of the festival is called a game, and the video should be 2 minutes and 20 seconds short.
1: Hmm. Long. Short or long? I mean, short. it's short. That is short. I don't think we've ever produced a video that's that short. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, uh, so the um, this is very exciting. Yes. Nikon UK announces digital partnership with the National Gallery for 2020-2021. Oh, I
0: love National Gallery. So
1: do I. It is my favorite gallery of the galleries in Yeah. It, in
0: if you're club. in London and you're as cultured as us, you know National Gallery exists.
1: It's the place to be. It, it actually has one of my favorite paintings hanging in it. So Any, just I'm for people who don't
0: live in London, it's the place right next to Trafalgar Square.
1: Yeah, it's that big building behind Trafalgar Square for anyone who doesn't know. But so yeah. Nikon have decided to partner up with them.
0: For some digital events.
1: Which is going to be very exciting. Yeah,
0: they're going to have some photo of the month competitions and they will help with some workshops as well.
1: I hope we're going to get an invite to something like that.
0: Yeah, Probably as, a, not. as the speakers.
1: <laughs> as a, yeah, as the keynote speakers.
0: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> we just have a
1: little booth in the corner and everyone <laughs> ignore us.
0: All right, and the next couple of news come from the segment that is called We Don't Know What We Are Talking About. (laughs) The first news is called Nikon introduces the CNC video measuring system, which is called Nexiv VMZ-S3020. Do you know what that is?
1: Uh, No. (laughs) All
0: right, so this is a device, yeah, which is most suitable for measuring semiconductor and electronic components and as well as associated tulip. So basically, um, that allows you to photograph all those motherboards and all other things um, and give you actual measurements of them.
1: Mm. In Nikon Corporation news, Nikon Corp has been selected for uh, the Dow Jones Sustainability Indices, (laughs) DGSI World and DGSI Asia Pacific for the third consecutive year. That's pretty cool. So the Dow Jones Sustainability World Index, yes. or DJ, DJSI World, yes. is a global index consisting of the top 10% of the largest 2,500 stocks in the S&P, Global Broad Market Index, based on their sustainability and environmental practices. So that's good news for Nikon. It's corporate. good news, isn't it? Very nice.
0: I'm surprised that this um, news comes in Russian because I couldn't understand the word you said.
1: Well, essentially, Nikon are very, very proud of this achievement for the mm-hmm. simple reason that it, it aligns with their corporate philosophy, which mm. is trustworthiness and creativity. Wow. So, well done, Nikon.
0: Well done, Nikon.
1: Now for an interesting read.
0: A Sunday read on Tuesday. A
1: Sunday read on a Tuesday, or whenever you happen to be watching or listening to this. Um, Nikon have actually got this little series on their website um, about the history of Nikon. They've done a one-minute story about David Douglas Duncan and Nikon lenses.
0: Yeah, I've read this, and it looks like a graphic novel. It's It's really cool.
1: Yeah, it's an online sort of graphic comic strip, if you like, interactive comic strip. Um, So if you've got a minute or two then uh, check out the link below and have a little read of that.
0: Okay, so we're done with news for now. Let's move on to Nikon Reviews. Mm -hmm. And there are a couple of reviews that Tom Hogan has published on his website. He published reviews on 24-50 lens, the one that you're reviewing now. Yeah. And his bottom line is you get what you pay for. (laughs) It's a good lens for the money, but it's not better than 24-70 or Let's say twenty-four seventy-two point eight. Wouldn't have
1: expected it to be, but it's Absolutely. good to hear it from Tom Hogan. We do like his reviews.
0: Absolutely, he marks it as expected, so which means okay. it's not bad, but it's not. Let's say it's not top in the chart in terms of image quality. Not
1: exceptional.
0: I personally think that for this type of lens, it's designed to be cheap and to be sold as a kit with a camera to be very inexpensive. Yeah. It's small and tiny, so as a workaround lens, I think it's really good. Yeah. And he makes a point that, that they needed to differentiate the price points between Z5 and Z6 kits. Fair enough. And that's the reason why I kind of designed this lens. He is hoping that the Nikon will release something like 50-250 to 250 lens, but designed for full frame market that and make be, it very inexpensive.
1: That would be great. And then you've got that kind of inexpensive series of lenses and then you've got the sort of next tier up just as we've always had with f-mounts so that that makes sense
0: absolutely he also published a review on 50 to 250 dx lens mm-hmm. and he said at the implied kit price of 300 dollars, and the two lens bundle nikon's been running this lens is a solid bargain not only is that 50 is appropriate in size and weight but it's a solid performer the lens price only $300 is still pretty much a bargain for what lens delivers. It would be difficult to find another 250mm capable lens on the market that matches the lens performance at this lens price.
1: That's astonishing. Well, I'm very glad to, to, yeah. to hear that. It's, uh, it is a bargain.
0: Absolutely. I think if you buy in Z50 now, so it may be worth uh, getting a TwinKit lens yeah, package.
1: Exactly. Now on to F-mount lens reviews. Um, The latest installment from Brad Hill's field testing on the 120 300 VR lens, Mm -hmm. not one you see every day, rates it as one of Nikon's best ever lenses. Is that so? Ever.
0: Wow, ever.
1: So that's saying something.
0: Yeah, that's quite a statement, isn't it?
1: If you're interested in having a look at the full field test, he has links and pictures galore on there. We will include a link in the description box below.
0: Absolutely. And then the last article that we're going to touch today is DP Review published an article which is called Gear of the Year, Barney's Choice Part 2. Uh-huh. Very specific. I'm yeah. not sure what part one was. I'm but the part one. Yeah, I think it was about some Fuji camera.
1: Oh, I see. Okay. So we're
0: going to ignore that. But the second part he wrote about Reflex Niko 1000mm f11 mirrorless lens. And for some reason he used it this year and he's sharing his experiences with it.
1: That's interesting. I wonder if we should do a feature on the Reflex Nikos just, you know, to be... On topic. Why not? Let's <laughs> be should. on the trend. Exactly. Um the thousand mil F eleven is the smallest, lightest thousand mil that I've certainly ever seen. And I think that most manufacturers have produced you can pick it up with one hand. Yes. And it's thousand mil, it's fixed F eleven aperture and it requires neutral density filters in order to stop it down.
0: And you can almost put it on your mirrorless camera. Yeah, you no. can.
1: No, you can't. But I mean with an F T Z. Why did you, why would you say that? <laughs> You could always put it on your mirror. Mirrorless lens does not automatically mean mirrorless camera. Two different things.
0: Lesson learned.
1: It's a mirror lens, not mirrorless lens. Yes. Why does it say mirrorless lens? Because
0: I typed it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. So ignore everything.
0: Potato, potato.
1: It is a mirror lens.
0: Mirror. It's an
1: F-mount mirror lens. That's that's all you need to know. Good. I think and that's you can't
0: put it on your mirrorless camera. No, you can't. Via FTZ yes, adapter. Yes, via
1: FTZ adapter. Thank you.
0: And this is a wrap. I wanted to finish this issue with a quote from Henri Cartier-Bresson which says, "Photography is an immediate reaction. Drawing is meditation." I like that. In the current photographic world though, I would rephrase it to "Photography news is immediate reaction. Photography itself is a meditation."
1: Thank you very much for watching and or listening. Please do subscribe to us on the many channels that you can now find us, whether it's uh, following us on Spotify or subscribing to our YouTube channel.
0: We're everywhere. We,
1: You cannot escape from us. And we will hopefully see you for another Nikon Report next week.
0: Bye.